Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. Hello and welcome to A Free Solution on WISL WACK in Newark. My name is Craig Miles. I'm in for Kevin Wilson. An extended stay. (laughs) Filling in for Kevin Wilson here on WISL. Very, very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. Whether it is on the interwebs, on Facebook, YouTube, or any of the other places, or whether you are listening over the air, I am excited to speak with you today about the topic, which is cybersecurity in New York. And I am not a uh, a professional uh, like cyber cybersecurity guy. I actually probably know less than well, maybe not the average bear, but I don't know a whole lot. Uh, and I think that's the story about a lot of New Yorkers. I think. And, and probably a lot of people in the country. We have no idea how our information is being used, uh, who has access to it, uh, who's, who's creeping on you online, that's companies, that's people. How, how does my online presence get used by a bunch of different people? And on the flip side, it's not just me. It's not just my me as a person. It's my personal information. We've got tax time coming up, and everyone's sharing their... Uh, you know, their EIN numbers or their social security numbers or all of these things that are very useful to criminals if they, if they wanted to exploit the things, right? So and that's not to mention credit cards. That's not to mention Venmo. The point is that everything, almost everything in our lives these days can have a cyber aspect to it. And Larry has talked about this a bunch about cybersecurity and how to protect yourself. And I think he does a lot better at that than I do. Honestly, I feel like these systems are made difficult on purpose. I, every time I want to watch YouTube on my Roku, I have to sign in. It, it, It lasts for like a week and then I have to sign in again. And there's this chime, there's this chime that sets my teeth on edge when you need to sign in on Roku to YouTube and they keep signing me out. And I have no idea why they do that other than, uh, I don't know, maybe it's not malicious. It's just like every time you sign in, now you have to go on your phone and you got to two-factor authenticate and who knows what they've done to their terms and conditions. Maybe they're updating those every week and once you sign in, probably in the terms and conditions, they're saying, by signing in, you accept these terms and conditions. So that's just one aspect. You have no idea what you're signing on for, and you're so angry when you want to replace or when you want to do something. It's never the right time to update your password. It's never the right time to sift through that stuff. I think companies might count on that to be like, yeah, yeah, I accept it. I accept it. Whatever. I signed my soul away. I just, just let me get into Facebook. I got to do this thing. That's how I approach cybersecurity. And I know that's a bad thing for me because who knows what I've agreed to, 
who knows how, uh, who accesses my information, all that stuff. Is there a way, is there a way to fight that? Yes, you can be conscious about it. There's, uh, I think his name, I've talked about him before on the show, but his name escapes me. He was on the Joe Rogan podcast and he attacks Google. That's his thing. And he's been labeled as some right wing crazy nut job because he's exposing how Google sways elections. And they say, well, that must be because he's a Trumper. This guy's a lifelong Democrat. And it's uh, Epstein, I believe. Uh, Epstein is how you pronounce it. I don't know his first name, but it's Dr. Epstein. And he's doing a lot of work uh, beating up on Google and trying to police them. And he's just one guy. And he's, he's said multiple times, there should be more people that are worried about this. This is a big deal, but I'm the only guy. And he's doing, he's, he's made a lot of progress. He actually got Google to stop doing what they're doing. Like I said, if you want to learn more about this, look up Dr. Epstein, uh, Google and Georgia rates. Uh, he was, he was a big deal down in Georgia in the Senate race. I believe it was as far as getting people to, uh, recognize what Google was doing, how they were swaying public opinion by using ephemeral things like your search suggestions and all of those things. So that's just one platform and one guy. And does anybody else have any time to pay attention to that? Do we rely on people like Dr. Epstein to, uh, to kind of police things and do we follow them or do we take more of an active role and police these corporations, maybe even the state agencies. They're doing some bad stuff. The, and uh, the NSA, that was the whole Edward Snowden, uh, Snowden thing. They're watching you. Whose job is it to police these people? Is it the government's job to police themselves? I think we've seen that multiple times that that does not work. Uh, so so I think I think it's attempting to be informed. And then also you have to change your habits in after you learn that stuff. And I'm guilty of that. I've seen all of the bad things that Facebook do does, all the bad things that Google does. I've seen all of these things. And I continue to just get angry when I have to sign in and not pay attention to terms and conditions and all of these things. So it is very hard. So you can do two things. You can just ignore it and hope that, things go well and that, you know, I never get my identity stolen or anything like that. And I think that's, I think that's the default approach for most people. When the, uh, when the internet first started to do things like have your credit card information on there and, and social security number, and they would ask for your birth date and all these things. My, (laughs) I can remember my parents were always like, don't put information on. Now all of your information is out there and nobody thinks twice about it. So what's going to happen? That was, that was 15, 20 years ago, right? So what's going to happen in another 15, 20 years? Is it going to be, while we're hesitant, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down the conspiracy rabbit hole right now just to make a point. Everybody says, that's crazy, the microchipping thing. That's crazy, the social credit store thing. The social credit score is here. You saw it with Vaxports. People said that was crazy five years ago. The microchipping thing is still kind of crazy, but so was putting your credit card info out on the internet 10 years ago, 15 years ago. That was crazy. So was microchipping really going to be out of the question in 10, 15 years? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know we're going to have to think hard about that. 
and it scares me because the phone, everything is on your phone. Your digital passport for your vaccines, your bank information, your, uh, you know, your Facebook information, your YouTube, your Google, all that stuff. And it's always mining your information all the time. And the best way to not worry about that is to fight that phone. Uh, again, Dr. Epstein, he has suggestions for search browsers to use uh, different things. Also, uh, you can like, it's almost jailbreaking your phone so that it's more difficult. So there's steps that you can take. But is the average person going to take those steps? No, because even if they are relatively easy, there's this perception that it's hard to take those steps. And if that's so hard with a phone, which is basically an extension of our bodies at this point, will people think harder if it does come to a microchip? And if I don't like... So if I hate what Google's doing or Facebook is doing or whatever anybody is doing... I can decide not to use that and find an alternative method. What about in 20 years, if they are microchipping people, can I dig that thing out of me? Is it like Arnold Schwarzenegger where he takes the tracker out of his nose of that thing in uh, Total Recall? I don't know. And again, that's an extreme example. But we basically have that with our cell phones right now. I'm talking about all of this because Kathy... Our queen made an announcement about cybersecurity just recently. She she released tips yesterday on how to how to stay safe online. And did she talk about Google? Did she talk about uh you know the NSA spying on you? Did she talk about other agencies wanting all of your medical information? Did she talk about any of those things? No. She talked about what basically amounts to the Nigerian Prince scandal, right? That that email scam that has been around for 50 years. Maybe not 50, at least 20. So is she out of touch? Is it on purpose? We'll get to all of what I think about that coming up after the break. Thank you so much for tuning in to WYSL and WACK in Newark. Give me a call. If you would like, or comment on Facebook and YouTube. I'm watching there all the time. I will be right back after the break on a free solution. Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe. Safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585 200 3182. That's 585 200 3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution 
We are back on a free solution on WYSL WACK in Newark. My name is Craig Miles. Thank you so much for tuning in. Reading for some, uh, reading through some of the comments during the break. Elaine says, IDK bought a lot of settings on my phone. I set not to track me, not location track me, not report my informa- uh, information or adjust my ads to personalize it to me, etc." And then Ed follows that up with, you know, it's really much of an invasion of privacy. I suggest people have to be more responsible on what they're doing on the internet. If there's a serious problem, they should a problem to the police. Uh, I assume he means report a problem to the police. So, yeah, both of those things. I do the same thing. I have location tracking turned off on my phone. But then if I Google map something or I Uber something or that stuff gets saved as metadata and they can pull that up at any point. And that's what the NSA was doing. That's what Edward Snowden exposed was it wasn't only, Oh, so-and-so called so-and-so. Um, it was so-and-so called so-and-so at this time. And then they also looked up this ad on Google for fertilizer. And then they also did this and they also did that. And there could be a perfectly re uh, per- perfectly reasonable expo- explanation for why the person did all of those things. But that doesn't matter. What matters is the story that they can put together with all of that metadata and throw out in a court trial and say, yeah, see, this guy was building a bomb. See, he got fertilizer. He called this guy who is some right-wing extremist gun owner. You know, they'll, they'll attack that guy's character as well. And they'll build a story. And they were bulk collecting all of this on... American citizens with nobody's with nobody's knowledge and uh, also without warrants or anything like this because you could be talking to a terrorist. That was the reason. It was part of the Patriot Act. Uh, Patriot, Patriot Act. So the NSA is doing that. Still, because I don't care what <laughs> what they say they did. This just came out again uh, last year. Some senator tweeted, oh, my God, look at all this stuff that they're doing. I can't believe it. So where have you been for the past 10 years? Not reading Edward Snowden. Must be watching one of those mainstream news channels that called him a terrorist. You know, the city put American lives in danger, which was not true. He, he went out of his way to make sure that any of the information that he collected had absolutely nothing to do with national security. But they use that to hide behind all the time, threatening American lives, threatening uh, national security. And then they hide all of that, all of the stuff that they're doing because, well, it could, it could, you know, it could give someone an idea. So I went off on a tangent about the NSA there. And thank you for the comments, Ed and uh, Elaine. And if you want to be cool like them, but you want to call in and speak personally, it's 585-346-3000. My name is Craig. Give me a call and uh, tell me what you think about this whole situation. Maybe tell me how you avoid being tracked online or uh, what you think about that whole situation. And do we have to worry more about corporations or do we have to worry more about the government? And I'll kind of answer my own question on that. When it comes to phone records... They're both the same thing. So when you make calls or when you do anything on your cell phone, it was ruled after Edward Snowden 
after he, you know, exposed everything, it was ruled, yeah, NSA, you can't do that. You can't just bulk collect everything on on people without a warrant, without a reason. You can't you can't be doing that. That's like that's like against the constitution and stuff. So so it's like not a not a good thing to do. So the NSA said, okay, we won't do it. But now we require Verizon, we require uh, AT&T, we require all these people to keep those records for 10 years. And if they don't do it, we'll find them. Because if we go and dig through them and find that we don't have what we need to create the case, then they're going to get fined or they're going to get held criminally liable or whatever it is. So they just push the responsibility off on the corporations and now they hide behind that. So all of your information is still being collected. It's just not the NSA that's doing it. It's the corporations. And then they get up there and they beat up on Facebook and they beat up on Google and they say, this is nonsense. This is, how could you be doing this? Shut up. (laughs) You know that this is going on. You encourage it. And it's all a show. It's a dog and pony show. Did Kathy talk about any of this in her recent address to New York State, to, to citizens of the Empire State? No, she said, you know who the big problem is? Is those people pretending to be charities. It's those people. You know, someone who could spot an email from a Nigerian prince or whatever it is. I feel like that's that's well known enough where we where we're a little bit hesitant to be just blindly donating money to people online and they still get people. I uh I get messages, you know, I sometimes you get a spam message on uh like the on on email or uh now they even do it with text. Like I've been getting this Google or this Apple scam and they call you too. Like your Apple account has been charged a thousand dollars. You got to reply. So they're always bombarding you. But the way that I look at it, I'm always like, well, I feel like if it was really important, I don't know, some random text or uh, some random email from a quasi official looking thing probably wouldn't be how they got uh, in touch with me. So I ignore the I ignore those for the most part, but. They are tricky, so you do have to be on your guard. And Kathy, she she said the same thing. She says, you know, whenever you get any requests from charities, make sure you verify the request and make sure you know who it's from. Research the charity. Resist high-pressure tactics, such as being asked to donate immediately. Always keep your personal information private. Hmm, how do I do that? How can I, how can I ensure that, Kathy? I'm not certain I can. And ask how your money will be spent. These are all good things that, uh, you know, not a bad thing to talk about. Is this the most pressing issue to New Yorkers? I'm not sure. How did she come up with this? Did she get an email from Google? Did she get an email from some prince in Nigeria asking for 10 grand? Why, Why was this on her radar? I don't know. It sounds to me like it came from some task force. She she likes those task forces. Uh, Got to form a task force. Sounds to me like she has some board somewhere whose job it is to watch this stuff. And they they did a, a report and they found that, you know, 16 
grandmas and grandpas and and single moms and they they succumbed to cybercrime and it's a it's a it's a pandemic sweeping New York State and then you know she got a notice and she says well I got to protect everybody my mission is to protect all New Yorkers that is my mission she said that multiple times that is my number one priority is to protect every New Yorker so I'm going to protect him from the cybercrime. I'm going to tell him, hey, the most important thing that you can do to protect yourself from cybercrime is watch out for those scam donation uh, letters and things. You know, junk mail has been a thing for 150 years. Ask, soliciting nonsense. And that goes right in the trash. And a lot of people do the same thing with the phone. Uh, you know, the texts or the... The email messages. But she says, you got to watch it. My point in this is, this is useless. Okay, these ideas are good ideas. But does anyone not know about this? And if they don't know about this, is coming from the governor of New York State, is that going to make a difference? Is she going to reach the people that's that's actually being affected? Or is this a way of looking like she cares? I think it's that one. I don't know. I don't know how she thinks, but she annoys me. <laughs> I'm going to throw that out there and be like, Kathy, nothing that you suggest actually matters to me. Because it's all something like this that's totally irrelevant that people have heard from a hundred other places. Or it's something that that affects me in a bad way. Like you extending the state of emergency because you can. I mean, all I hear about now is Russia and Ukraine, but New York hasn't got that message yet, apparently, because I keep getting ads on uh, YouTube when I can get signed in through my Roku account. I keep getting ads from the health commissioner about, oh, this, oh, that, COVID, bad. You know, don't forget, COVID's bad. And make sure you get vaccinated the fourth time. I'm like, we moved on, guys. What are you What are you talking about? Kathy hasn't moved on, though. She has to protect you from all things all the time. We'll get more into that later after this break. Thank you so much for tuning, on, uh, tuning in to A Free Solution on WISL WACK. Give me a call, 585-346-3000. Thank you for tuning in. WYSL store at WYSL1040.com, the official Mount Worstmore line of merchandise. Top quality tees, hoodies, and coffee mugs depicting Mount Rushmore style are for worst presidents. Of course, you know who's front and center up on that mountain, and we think you'll recognize the other three. Mount Worstmore items make perfect gifts. They're a great way for you to make a personal statement. Mount Worstmore, locally produced and sold only in the WYSL store at WYSL1040.com. A free solution. We are back on a free solution. WYSL, WACK in Newark, WYSL, Rochester. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are discussing Kathy Hochul and cybercrime. And 
I would say she's more of a cyber criminal than anyone that uh, she's telling you to watch out for with her, her vaccine passports. And I, that's vaccine terrorism, in my opinion. And I was talking during the break with the board op, Bob, and he was saying, you know, I, uh, I'm going to the store now and I'm getting masks stapled to my bag because they've just got so many masks. Because at the end of the last segment, I was talking about how they're a little bit late to the game, just like they always are late to the game, they being the government. It takes so long to put these wheels into motion of bureaucracy that by the time they react, it's too late and there's already another crisis. So when inflation and gas prices and food shortages and things like this are big in the news and are the things that New York is worried about I'm getting advertisements on YouTube about how the Omicron surge is still sweeping the nation. That's on the radio too, locally uh, where I am. Make sure you get vaccinated because of the recent surge in Omicron variants. And this is, this is ads from the state of New York. Three months after the fact here, I'm still getting them. Why? Who's spending the money on that? We are. <laughs> why do, Why am I still hearing about it? I've only heard for a year and a half now how important it is to get vaccinated. Are these radio ad campaigns really, really helping? Maybe not. I don't know. So I, I want to get back to the cyber thing. I got off on the COVID thing, and uh, that always riles me up. <laughs> why is this what she picked to talk about we have gas prices going out of control we have people losing their minds uh about ukraine and russia and she said you know what you gotta watch out for the nigerian prince scandal that 25 year old email scam watch out for it Elaine comments on the, the COVID situation. People are in one camp or another and are staying there. And I think Elaine has nailed it on this one. This is not just COVID. This is everything. And I have another comment in here that I want to put up and read from Keith. He says, is it time for a new New York finally? And that, of course, is a reference to Larry Sharp. Uh, and his gubernatorial race. And these two things go together. The the division that we find among ourselves, the camps that Elaine talked about, we can't go anywhere in New York without dissolving those camps and and coming together a little bit more. Because we're distracted, hating on the other camp, and not focused on knocking down the duopoly, knocking down the establishment, uh, spreading the word that the Libertarian Party had 150 candidates elected over the year after Larry ran and got his ballot access. The state said, wait a minute. I don't like that. That's 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 a lot of attention. There's a lot of people changing their, changing their idea. You know what we'll do? We'll make sure there's no third parties. We'll make it really hard to get ballot access We'll make them. Uh, we'll shorten the amount of time that they can get signatures on the ballot. Uh, 
Also, we're doing this public funding thing to make it easier for people to run. You know, the 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 less well connected, the less well off. Some people don't have money to run. We'll give them money, except we'll make sure that none of those people can actually run because we'll make it so difficult by making so many restrictions and so many requirements that they could never possibly get on the ballot in the first place. And all that money that we say is going to help the less fortunate, all of those state funds, they're going to go to the Democrats and the Republicans. We're going to get state money to fund ourselves to run some more and make more stupid rules that keep more people out of the process. And we'll just laugh and we'll tell everyone, yep, we're helping you. This is a real thing. Go and look this up. This isn't just Craig getting angry and all libertarian. These people are using your money to run their campaigns when they already have, what, $20 million? I think Cuomo had. By the way, he's jumping back in the race. At least he wants to in the worst way. And he's going to run as a third party if he does that, which he'll be able to get around all these uh, requirements because, because, right? Like Bloomberg was able to run for a third term because, because they are always able to to find a way around this stuff. So again, that's another tangent, but that's happening in New York right now. And Kathy's not going to talk about that because it benefits her. She's going to talk about this Nigerian Prince email about how that's the worst thing that's going to get you here in New York. You know, that $500 that you send to this guy, if you fall for it, as opposed to the millions and millions and millions of dollars that they're taking out of, the pocket of New Yorkers to create this bureaucracy to, to feed themselves as they campaign. It's crazy. It's a bait and switch. And the average New Yorker maybe doesn't know about this. They turn on the news, they watch the local news, and then they watch the national news and whatever that says. Okay, that's good enough. Kathy's talking about cybercrime. Sounds good. I, I agree. It's a bad, it's a bad thing to, uh, you know, those criminals taking, uh, taking advantage of people that don't know better. It's, 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 it's frustrating to say the least. And, uh, <laughs> I have, I have a listener here, Jeff. I know Jeff, Jeff's a good guy. He says, Hey Craig, sup, sup fighting the state is what sup here as we do every day on a free solution and on other libertarian things and other grassroots efforts. I think that's the answer to the cybercrime. I think that's the answer to any of the things that Kathy has to say is that uh, maybe don't listen to Kathy. Maybe don't pay attention to what she's saying. Maybe ask, why is she telling me to pay attention to this? What else is she up to? <laughs> is she is she trying to pass a budget with more rules that squash third parties and squash competition? Yes, she's trying to do that right now. The budget is, you know, coming due. I don't doubt that there's all sorts of legislation, which when did that become a thing? <laughs> to to just pass laws in the budget. That seems kind of backwards. How how did we get here? Well, it's because they did stuff like this and said, hey, pay attention to the cybercrime. It's a bad... And then didn't even do a good job of telling you how to pay attention to that. If she had said, hey, keep all of your information on a drive and unplug it and don't keep stuff connected to the internet and, you know, uh, use different passwords and, and actual good advice, 
that wasn't outdated by 20 years. Okay, it's an extra it's a distraction, but at least there's something useful in there. This wasn't even useful. It's distracting and it's useless. Why? <laughs> Why are you doing it, Kathy? Make it make sense. And it makes sense once you realize that none of these things is actually about fixing problems. None of these things is actually about helping people. It's about the illusion of I've got your back, except I'm never going to know anything about you. I'm going to live in my ivory towel, uh, <laughs> ivory towel, ivory tower in Albany and whatever. Let him eat cake. Pete Buttigieg, let him buy an electric car. They hate the, uh, the gas prices. Buy an electric car. That's that easy. $80,000. Just drop that. Then you don't have to spend, you don't have to spend a hundred dollars at the pump. Just spend 80,000 and you're good. And he thought that was a good solution. He thought that was a great solution. He said that with no irony whatsoever. Yep. Yep. That's how you beat that. Okay. So I'm not sure what this uh, comment in his relation to, but it says, honestly, in my opinion, if it's not important enough to have its own bill, it's not important enough to be a law. No more omnibus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I got to the end of that and I understood. Yes. Yes. So, and, and I'll go further than that. Larry talks a lot about sunshine laws or uh, sunset laws rather where any laws on the books would expire after a certain amount of time, five years, 10 years, whatever it is. And then the government would have to renew those laws. So things like the Patriot Act that are garbage, that would expire and they would have to go back and go to bat for it again and get it passed again. And that does two things. It makes sure that useless laws go off the books and it keeps the legislature uh, preoccupied with renewing the laws that are already on the books. It's an automatic system of accountability. It's all good stuff. So that is one answer to useless laws. We've got a lot of answers here on A Free Solution on WISL WACK in Newark. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Craig. I'm in for Kevin Wilson today. Tomorrow going to be in for Tim O'Connor. And Larry Sharp is also always on A Free Solution. So thank you so much for tuning in. We will be right back after the break. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website there hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals but don't take my word for it they've won the best in rochester eight years in a row and have an a-plus better business bureau rating if your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals give the professionals at simple tech innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182 that's 585-200-3182 simple tech innovations a free solution. We are back on a free solution on WISL, WACK in Newark and in Rochester. Thank you so much for tuning in. 
My name is Craig Miles. I'm in for Kevin Wilson today talking about cybercrime and our savior, Kathy Hochul. 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 Hochum. As one of the ads says on this radio station, I think she is full of hokum. She she is a placeholder as far as I can tell. She doesn't seem like she actually uh has any has any has any gumption of her own. She's a swamp creature. That's what she is, you know, and she knows how to play the game. She's been in it forever and she does it well, I guess. Uh New Yorkers maybe don't think so much. And even to the point now where I see a lot of support for his majesty King Andrew coming back. Everybody forgot that it was horrible. That's the other thing. We we have short attention spans. Everyone forgot that it sucked being locked down for two years. Now we've got a little bit of freedom. Forgot about that already. We say, you know what? That King Andy guy, he wasn't so bad. And I heard, I heard it was all political. All those things, all those, you know, allegations. Believe victims, believe all women. But except if they go after Andrew Cuomo, don't believe them. Those guys, they're full, they're full of it. Okay. But he's making a comeback, possibly. Who knows if that's who knows if that's the case, but Jeff, he says he's already seen Kathy is going to start pivoting now because she's afraid that King Andy is coming back for her head. And I don't know if I don't know if he's actually after her head. Because I don't know if he feels any malicious feelings towards Kathy. But yeah, he'd definitely like to have the governor, you know. He'd definitely like to be back as the governor. And if Kathy's in his way, I don't think I want to be Kathy. Is he going to come back? I don't know. He seems to be doing a pretty good job of it. And I saw a poll where people were like, yeah, that sounds great. I want him back. I miss our governor. That guy fooled a lot of people. Guy fooled a lot of people. And if you disagree with that, give me a call. 585-346-3000. Tell me why you think he actually made a good, a good governor. Maybe he did some good things. Uh, I haven't found any yet. (laughs) I'm not aware of anything good that he did as our governor. I'm also not aware of many good things that Kathy's done as our governor. The bail reform thing, when people said, hey, we we really don't like this bail reform thing. We don't think it was done well. We got to repeal it. We got to replace it. We had to do something with it. She said, you know, I'd have to see the data on that. I'd really have to see the data on whether there's a... Look in the paper. There's a feces attack in New York City in the subway from a guy that's been arrested 23 times already and released. Bail reform is not necessarily a bad thing. The way that New York doing it, uh, New York is doing it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a flame. It's not even a dumpster fire. It's like a toxic. It's a, it's a nuclear fire in a landfill. And Kathy's just like, yeah, I'd have to see the, I'd have to see the data on that. But then, once everyone was like, not gonna, they didn't take that from her, right? Like, I'm not convinced, Gov. I still think it's a big deal. In fact, so big of a deal that you know, if you don't do something about it, maybe, maybe there'll be some political repercussions. Now she's like, oh well, I guess I guess we better look into that. Maybe maybe we can pass something in a budget. Maybe we can get some, you know, we'll, we'll look into it. This this is a symptom of a bigger problem in politics, which is never admit when you're wrong. Just quintuple down. And who pays for it? I mean, pays for it monetarily and pays for it in 
a human cost in being concerned about going into the subway in New York City, being concerned about walking out in the street, uh, being scared about gun violence. Who pays for it? Not Kathy Hochul. Not Kathy Hochul. She does not pay for it. King Andrew didn't either. He lived down in his house downstate. He was up in Albany. He he flew around in his helicopter. He got to do press conferences. He he got to do all these things. And he talked a good game. Does any of the stuff, any of the policies that he advocated for, any of the things that he made happen, did they affect him? Well, they affected him and it <laughs> they got him campaign comp- contributions. They made a lot of his friends rich, so I guess they did affect him. I guess that's that's more appropriate is the people making these laws are affected positively well the people the plebes the the peasants you and me the working man the working woman the uh 99% pick your pick your expression we're the ones that have to deal with this stuff and it is a ruling class and and the rest of us And the more that we can think about society that way, the closer we can come to maybe not taking it any longer. Your Democrat friend is not the guy that's going to get you. Your Republican friend is not the guy that's responsible for the things that the NSA uh, NSA does. Or, you know, in, in the Democrats' case, your Democrat friend is not the guy that's printing billions of dollars out of nowhere trillions of dollars out of nowhere uh to be fair the, the republicans do that too but it's not that guy that's doing it okay he supports people that are doing that but he believes that's the answer maybe the answer is to not let people a thousand miles away and 200 miles away control your life don't look to them for help this goes back to what I was always talking about. Local, 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 local. We're talking about a digital currency now that they're going to tie to everything. They'll tie to your credit score. If you have the wrong ideas or if you have mental health issues, if you have, now you can't spend these, these credits. <laughs> you can't spend those on certain things. Sorry, you're not allowed to do Like when you get locked out of Facebook, that's going to be your money if the Fed has its way with its uh, digital currency. So we're going to have to rely even more on local communities, on trusting one another, on not taking cues from people who care nothing about you. If you don't follow the rules, if all of society doesn't follow the rules that these rulers are putting down on you, they realize, oh, we can't actually control everybody. We can't do it. It's not possible. The ruse is up. I'll back. I'll go back to uh, A Bug's Life. You let one ant stand up, they all might stand up. It's time to stand up, people. Don't listen to Kathy when she tells you it's about cybercrime. It's not about cybercrime. It's about the fact that she can do whatever the hell she wants, and there's no repercussions. And good luck trying to get someone else reelected to her place. A Republican's not going to win it. The Democrats are just going to use their machine to put up whoever they want to put up. The only way is to break a hole, like Larry talks about all the time with some outsider. I was reading a book the other day about Erastus Corning. He was the mayor of Albany 
in 19-something. His great-great-great-great-granddaddy was a political boss of the Democrat Party in New York State. He knew Abraham Lincoln. They were buddies for a minute until they weren't anymore. But that is my point about ruling class. They are all political dynasties. People have been in power over and over and over again, and they fool you by saying that they're the cool new thing, but they are not the cool new thing. That swamp that Trump wanted to drain, that swamp is a million years old, and it's deep, and it's thick, and it's murky. And the best way to get through that swamp is to build a craft, a water-growing craft with people that you trust and with, with friends and family and community. And by taking people who haven't been swallowed by that swamp and putting them in the boat and skating on over it. I don't know. Maybe that's a good metaphor. Maybe it's not. But I know that the answer is not more of the same of what we're doing. We need new ideas. We need new solutions. We need free solutions. Thank you for tuning in. I will be back tomorrow in for Tim O'Connor. My name is Craig Miles on a free solution. I'll talk to you tomorrow.